Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening in to Pipe Bomb Radio. I am your, I guess you can say, uh, substitute host slash co-host alongside with Mr. Nate Milton, but I am the Aztec Warrior Alex Cruz. It is a wonderful Tuesday over here in my side of the world, New Orleans. We are celebrating Mardi Gras Day. Um, A little bit of craziness going on, parades, alcohol, whatever you want to say. I mean, I don't personally drink, but it is what it is. Not really my preference, but hey. It's always carnival season right now going on, but so much to talk about as we wait for Nate Milton to join in. Um, you know, we have such a great show lined up. I mean, we're, we're really excited about it. Um, catching up with everything in the world of wrestling going on right now in the WWE, uh, Raw, SmackDown. We were looking into uh, the Elimination Chamber coming up, Fastlane. And then, all, as, as obvious, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Um, also, we have a guest tonight, which is very, very cool. We're going to start doing an in, uh, indie spotlight segment where we're going to start picking every month another independent wrestler, somebody who's making a name for themselves, making waves, breaking through, interviewing them, getting to know these guys. You know, it's, and, and, and it allows you guys just to keep an eye out for them. So as of right now, we are currently waiting for the arrival of my partner in crime, a.k.a. my father. Nate Milton, uh, for those of you who don't know, Nate, just like the whole Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan, I I had no clue that Nate was my father until we found out. And um, even though I don't claim him him anymore because he left us hanging too many times towards the end of back the last year, it is what it is. But, hey, we will make it work. But as we're waiting, you know, so much to talk about. I mean, right now the road to WrestleMania is just – I mean, have you guys been able to really truly – make your predictions yet. I mean, when, when you think you know something, here's a curveball. You know, it seems like the people who are out of the picture aren't really out of the picture. You know, obviously, there, there was a big old fatal four-way match, a second, uh, almost like a last-chance match on Monday Night Raw. And when everybody thought, hey, you know, Seth Rollins wasn't in, you know, could be the, the main event title picture. What's up? Uh, 757, that would be Nate, right? Uh, I think so. I think it. Uh, I think it should be. Well, let's let's check it out. Uh, actually, you just uh, cut out. I don't know if he's gonna call back in. The Go ahead, call just dropped. Okay. Um, when he calls back in, I'll put him through. You got it. Sorry, guys. That was our um, man behind the scenes, Elio. He runs all the production and everything for the show. Is what we're going on. I think we uh. I think we have some night, some life, some life for Mr. Nate Milton. Um, so we're hoping, we're hoping that it's him. We're hoping that it's him. So we're going to see who it is. But as we were talking about, Road to WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins puts himself back in the picture. And now the traditional six-man elimination chamber match turns into a seven-man elimination chamber match. Groundbreaking. Okay, he's back. I know. I'm putting through. All right, let's see. Are, are, are you here, Godfather? Go ahead. Let's see. Hello? Mm-hmm. Don't think Nate is on yet.
Let's see. I don't know. Nate is um, is he on? Is he not on? Technical difficulties. Let's see. Yep. All right, guys. So we apologize for that. Uh, we have Nate trying to call in, but apparently he couldn't hear anything, so he's going to try again. And we're going to go ahead and uh, get that going. Once we get these technical difficulties out of the way, and get the show rolling. Keep having little hiccups in between. But as we were talking about, um, the road to WrestleMania, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, both of them get, pick up the win on Raw. It's now a seven-man elimination chamber match. How awesome is that? Once again, WWE keeps keeps throwing these turns, these twists, these different scenarios, and you have a women's elimination chamber match. You know, the title's going to be defended. So much that we're going to be talking about later on. And as we're currently waiting for Nate to jump in, we're also waiting for our guest to show up. Uh, Mr. Josh Briggs should be calling in at any minute now. So we're currently waiting for that, and we'll see what happens with that once he gets on. We're just kind of waiting for everybody to get here. Nate, for those of you who don't know, he's late as always. It is what it is. What do you expect? The Godfather comes at his time whenever he chooses. But yeah, so as we wait, again, who's excited for WrestleMania? Alex? Yo. Excuse me, Alex? Yo, okay, our yes, guest is up? calling in. Our guest is on awesome. the line. Awesome. Well, check it out, everybody. Right now, what we currently have, Mr. Josh Briggs is dialing in. We have our guest for the evening. Josh Briggs, are you on, my brother? Yeah, what's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Everything's going well. Uh, waiting for our co-host to sign in. He's always fashionably late, so he's probably going to interrupt you somehow while you're in the middle of talking. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. He kind of does what he wants, you know? Yeah, that's professional wrestling for you, so I'm used to it. Oh, yeah, right? No, no who, who, uh, who shows up on time anymore, right? Yeah, no one good. <laughs> Hey, you hear that, Nate, right? Not even at a podcast, you're any good. So, it is what it is. But man, what's been good, man? How's, how you been doing? I mean, last last I saw you, obviously, uh, it's been a while, man. It was the the Ring of Honor tryouts, uh, what was the, the beginning of, of last trial. year? Yeah, man, 2017, January. It was a while. Yeah, man, um, I've been really busy. Um, I took a lot, like, I took everything that they gave me for feedback, and I just ran with it. Um, one of the big things was I was only a year in two days in at that camp and uh, they told me I needed to get more experience. And then since then I've had over 250 matches. So, wow. So I'm busy. That's, that's incredible, man. I mean, one of the things that, uh, you know, I remember, you know, when, when, uh, when I first saw you and I heard about that, cause we were all around the same group and, um, yeah. you know, like when, when I heard that it was, Oh man, only a year in, I'm like, geez, man. And then, and then the beautiful thing is social media allows us to be able to keep up with each other and kind of see what we're doing. And then, Next thing I see, it's like you're wrestling every big guy and then every every up-and-coming name and some of these other guys. I mean, you've been blowing up, man, and it's always a great thing to see, man, because obviously um, if you look the part, if you work, you know, if your work ethic is strong and, and you know, you're doing everything you can to become better, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You always want to see that person do well and excel. So I'm very excited to see that. It's always good, man. I've, I've been seeing you had some matches with uh, – you know, I, Mr. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I know he was fine seen uh, at one point. And he's MJF, and 
man, that character in himself. I've seen Donovan Dijak. I mean, you've you've been wrestling every, almost anyone and everyone. Um, I, that, that, you know, that was my goal, man. Just get out there and wrestle as much as I could. Wrestle anyone, and I've been really fortunate to wrestle a lot of uh, good people, make some good friends, and uh, kind of get some good eyes on me and uh, have some people in my corner. But it's it's cool, man. I, I'm very fortunate, and uh, social media is awesome. Man. I can keep up with you and see what you're doing too. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things, man. Social media is is uh when it's used for <laughs> when it's used for the right things, it's actually fun, you know, and it's good. But you know, there's so much negativity and drama on social media sometimes. It kind of, you know, you know, it it, it makes it kind of a, a iffy thing, you know. Like you want to enjoy it, but then there's yeah. always something negative. But when when you're using it for the right reasons, then you know, obviously, you know, things work out. So yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I think we're – I don't know if we have Nate on the line yet. Nate, are you there? No, no, no. All right, well, we're just going to keep on going. Yeah, I know. I'm telling That's you, he's, he's just he's just going to leave me hanging. But So let's let's start from square one, pretty much the, the most generic, basic, you know, obvious question that we always ask on every podcast, just to go ahead and let the, the – the listeners kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, tell us a little about yourself when you, when you started, uh, you know, when, when you found your love for professional wrestling and pretty much what started, you know, the, the, the journey and the, the, the life of Josh Briggs, you know, what brought you into wrestling? Yeah, you got it. Um, so, so I remember, um, before I knew what wrestling was, I, it might have been my four, my fourth birthday party or my fifth birthday party. My mom had a bunch of pictures, and they're all um, um, old Polaroids. And I was looking through them, and it was me in uh, a Dennis Rodman jersey, and I had a bunch of professional wrestling action figures. And I didn't know what it was, but I was really infatuated by them. They're really big, um, pliable, cool-looking things. They had cool costumes, face paint, everything like that. And um, I'm guessing that I probably asked my mom or dad to put on the um, the program that those toys were um, were uh, connected to, so I can kind of put two and two together and see what was going on. And then ever since then, um, I was just in love with it. My first memory was uh, Chris Jericho, the 101 holds with uh, Dean Malenko. And uh, Chris Jericho was my guy when I was a kid. Um, once he left WCW, I hopped over to the WWE or uh, WWF at the time, and um, it was a wrap, man. Their, their characters, their um, production value, everything like that that you don't really understand or notice when you're a kid, all of that just captivated me to the point where I didn't want to watch anything else besides that and then maybe some superhero stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I've, I've seen, obviously, you know, you, you've had a little bit of an athletic background growing up. You know, you've played some football in your time. Any other sports? Anything that kind of, like, helped kind of contribute to where you are today? Um, I think that, like, me being athletic, I contribute that to um, to playing basketball. I played basketball for a very long time. And that was my uh, – once I realized I had no idea how to become a professional wrestler in uh, junior high, I kind of gave up that whole dream of becoming a pro wrestler, and I just – was content with being a professional wrestling fan. I'm from Arizona, so there's no uh, pro wrestling out there whatsoever. I, I had no idea how to do it. Uh, I didn't know anyone that likes pro wrestling. So I, um, I got into basketball, and um, I was really tall for my age group. And once I, I think it was my sophomore year in high school, I realized um, 
I had to come to the harsh reality that a six foot six guy isn't really going to make it to the NBA unless I'm a point guard. And uh, I was playing at the center the whole time. If you don't know, for the listeners, that's the biggest guy on the court. And that's not very big for professional basketball. So um, I kind of chucked that dream uh, down the the toilet and um, went back to square one and got into football. And um, so from uh, my my eighth grade year on, um, I just played football. And that was my identity, was football. Um, I, I, I didn't really want to do it for love. I wanted to do it to get a free education, and luckily I did that. I went to one of the best universities in the world and uh, got a free education, played uh, football for thousands and thousands and uh, thousands of people. I was on ESPN and uh, CBS, NBC, all, all those really cool channels. It was really fun, but um, I kind of just – fell out of, like, I didn't really love it. I, I liked it, but once it got to the point where it was a business and you realize how they treat you, it was just not fun to me. And uh, you're really just a number on a jersey. You're not really a person, and it's tough. Alex? Yo, what's up? Yep, Nathan. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, I hate to cut you off, Josh, but uh, I know we've been waiting for the arrival of the Godfather. Now, 13 minutes oh, later, yeah. obviously obviously, he's supposed to be here almost like 15 minutes prior, but he can't do that right. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nate Milton. What yeah. is going on, Brother Cruz and, and, and Brother Briggs? Alex, you of What's all up, people man? should know making an entrance is important, so I, I had to be fashionably late. Damn man, right. I tell you what, it's the same old story, it's the same old song. <laughs> How we doing this week, fellas? Good, good man, good. We're, we're, we're catching up. Uh, we're right now. We're about uh, midway through uh, through Josh's current life. You know that you've already missed out on the whole first part of his life. Almost how, kind of how you missed out on the, the whole first half of my life too. You know, but um, you know, so that's nothing, nothing, nothing surprising for my my wonderful uh, newfound dad that I that I found out he was my dad not too long ago. Right after Jason Jordan found out that Angle was his dad, I found out that Nate was mine. But um, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it happened. A black guy made a Spanish tattooed guy. Uh, we, we're still trying to figure out who the mom is, but at least I know who the dad is. So, hey, we're, we're all connected. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but it's, it's good to have you on this week, uh, Josh, because uh, this is this is something I've been looking forward to ever since yep. I saw the ever since I saw the match this past New Year's Eve with you oh, and uh, Keith Keith Lee. Uh, so yep. <laughs> that that to me was you know for the people out there that haven't seen it man that was two big hosses getting in there having a fight and one of the most memorable spots you'll see in a wrestling ring so I'm I'm wondering you know we're talking about uh your your background and and your your athletic background being a, a football player and whatnot and I'm wondering was wrestling something that always appealed to you was it something that always caught your attention even when you were younger. Yeah, uh, me and uh, me and Alex touched on it uh, earlier, but that that was my whole um, that was my goal that was my dream. And um, I'm from Arizona, and there's not really a lot of wrestling out in Arizona. And uh, I didn't know anyone who enjoyed wrestling when I was growing up, so I kind of gave that up um, as a dream and decided I'd just be a fan. Uh, so so I, I stuck to football and basketball and rode that uh, rode that train as long as I could, and then. Luckily, 
that took me out to Massachusetts, and Massachusetts is right now a hotbed for pro wrestling, man, and uh, everything just kind of fell into place. Very cool, very, very cool. cool. So I'm wondering what's the, what, um, what similarities and differences could you see in between, you know, the, the basketball world and, and the football world and now the pro wrestling world, which you're a part of? Um, there's not a lot of similarities, believe it or not, um, aside from the mental and physical toughness of, uh, football and, um, professional wrestling. There's not, there's not too much. Um, I'm very fortunate that I played for so long that I've built up calluses all over my body and I'm, I'm pretty tough now to deal with all the stress and strenuation that pro wrestling puts on your body. But, um, um, it got me. It taught me a lot of tough lessons and how to be mentally tough more than anything. And I think that's one of the things that um, to succeed in pro wrestling, you have to be mentally tough. So um, that's mm. something that I really thank football for providing for me. Okay. But I guess uh, when it comes to that personality, because it's one thing to have this million dollar body or, or to have this amazing move set or to have this look. But one of the things Alex and I have talked about on this program a lot of times, Josh, is without a connection to a performer, the matches can oftentimes not, you know, fall flat. They can be cool, but if yeah. you're not connected to a performer, they don't really mean anything. So I'm wondering that, that kind of performance side of the business, where where did you pick that up? Is that something that's always been in you? Um, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to be the center of attention. I was always a captain on my on uh, my respective teams. And um, as a captain, you kind of take on that role of, like, riling people up and uh, getting the troops, uh, gathering the troops behind you and everything like that. So um, that was something that kind of came a little natural. And uh, my first, my first um, shit, six months in pro wrestling – I was a complete gimmick, um, and I learned the hard way how to uh, um, how to entertain or kind of get the crowd behind you from just walking through the curtain. And uh, mm. you're right; if, that, if that's not something that you have, you're kind of like floundering in the water. Uh, it, it's tough. Okay. Now for Somebody that, that is your size, you know, we, we, we talk about, uh, Alex and I talked before the show, you know, you're one of the, the up-and-coming big men in the business, and I'm wondering, for somebody that is your size, a lot of times, you know, the, the smaller guys, particularly on the independent scene, the smaller guys are the, the center of attention, they're the guys with the cool, flippy moves. Uh, what, what did it take for you to kind of not only know your character, but also to find a way to stand out in, in a field that is very competitive? You, you could say it's you know, trying to make it in this business is almost as competitive, if not more so, than trying to make it in football. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Well, before you answer, Josh, how, how do you think he's not going to stand out at six foot six when the regular indie <laughs> world is all like six foot and under? I mean, you barely see guys I, now. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't want, I didn't want to make you. I didn't want to make you feel smaller, my my my, my newly found son. I didn't want to put that Sorry. on you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you know, at, at a whopping 5'9", I fit in with everybody else. I mean, a 6'6 six six giant is obviously going to stick out and stand out over everybody else. I mean, question answered. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's, that's kind of what it is, was um, definitely early on, I um, 
I would just show up to places, shake some hands, and go through the whole growing pains of pro wrestling. And uh, I was just big. I had um, I had that size about me and that look that people wanted that wasn't really on the independence right now and still isn't really in pro wrestling right now. And um, after that, I kind of started um, building a reputation around the area for being a really hard worker. And uh, that was another thing that people took a liking to. And um, that was another thing that really helped me stand out. And then once I started finding myself a little bit, it was much later after the, the, um, did we lose them? Uh Oh, Uh Oh, that's, (laughs) uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, you know, big, big, big men dropped. don't, you know, they don't like to stay in one place. The call drop. Call yeah, drop. Call drop. We, we got a call drop. He's Uh-oh. We got him back. <laughs> Sweet. We're back. There We're back. he is. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if it was my phone. I have some bars right now, but I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> Not a problem, man. Technology is a uh, is is a fickle mistress, as they say. But you know, you're talking about you know, you're talking about you know when you were coming in and, and standing out. Yeah. So um, I didn't really find myself until um, a few months after um, me and Alex had that Ring of Honor camp tryout thing that we both did, and um, that uh, that really helped out a lot. I, I uh, contribute that to Donovan Dijak. He, um, me and him come from the same training school, and he always spent a lot of time with me. And um, one thing I was always afraid of was to be more athletic than some of the people on the shows that I was on. And he, he really told me that, uh, don't worry about that. If you want to get popular, you want to get famous, you want to become a popular wrestler, do what you can do to the best of your abilities. And, um, so now I'm really known as like an athletic big man who doesn't really like people. And uh, it's it kind of it, it all kind of like blends in together and makes who Josh Briggs is. And uh, Josh, so, um, so one, very, very lucky. one of the things I wanted to ask you about that being you know an athletic big man, you know, obviously um, th- there was a video last year that kind of went. I wouldn't say so much. Uh, it wasn't like viral, viral, but it was pretty damn viral. I would say pretty close, at least viral in the wrestling world where you just decided yeah. to fly out of a corner of a ring. And at that point, I mean, I must have watched it at least a few times. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was I was yeah. barking out and popping on my own. Um, simply because, I mean, you don't see 6'6 six, six guys just fly over the corner ring post and, and clear it. I mean, dude, you cleared it. Um, so, obviously, you see a lot of regular guys flip all the time. And it's so funny because I, the, one thing I always say, it's like if – if you can't, if you if you don't flip, dive or super kick, you probably aren't really going to go far, right? But that's the three yeah. things I really don't do much because I, you know, I truly <laughs> believe in wrestling and, and I love telling a story. But tell me about what 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 made you in your mind think that you know what I'm going to fly out of this ring on, you know, diagonally over the post. I mean, what what was it like the very first time that you took flight in a match? Like, what was going through your head in that moment? beforehand what made you want to fly and you know like tell us how that that basically changed your game up a little um i'll start from my first dive ever and then um evolve to the over the post dive that i now 
pour out to the max and do it basically every show. Uh, so uh, I uh, I was at Limitless Wrestling. I was making my debut for Limitless Wrestling in Maine, which is right now one of the hottest companies in pro wrestling, in my opinion. And yes. they um, they had me in a scramble match, a six-man scramble with a couple of my good friends now, one being Dan Barry. And um, I knew that I had to do something big, and I was driving up with Donovan Dijak, and he said I should. He suggested that I do the um, the Undertaker dive, just normal over the top rope dive, and it'd be really impressive. So uh, I did it, knew, knowing full well that I could do it. Uh, I practiced it once or twice in practice um, at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and uh, it was um, it was really easy. Got a crazy reaction because people don't see that stuff from anyone besides. Um, Indies, me, Brody King, and what was Donovan Dijak before he got signed. So um, that was um, that kind of blew people's minds. And uh, mm. I've done a few different ones, tinkered with them, see what gets the best reaction. And um, I've kind of found that the easiest one to do for me is the one that's over the post. Um, I get enough momentum. I have like a it's an 18 by 18 ring usually. And uh, corner to corner, it's a lot more momentum you can build up than rope to rope. And uh, you just, I can jump really far, and uh, it, it's kind of easy to clear for me. So I, I tend to do that one more than uh, the normal over-the-top rope one. But uh, it was something, it developed from a match between me and uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of blow kayfabe a little bit, and we we put it together before the match. And um, Max, in my real life, is one of my best friends on the planet, and um, I can dive, I can do anything, I can do a 6:30 splash onto him on the outside, and I know that he'll catch me <laughs> safely. Um, he takes care of me, and I take care of him. And uh, mm. um, he suggested that I do that because um, I wanted to do a dive. And for chaotic wrestling at this this particular venue, they had um, guardrails all around the ring except for the entranceway, and there was that post. The only place to dive would be over that post. Never even thought about it before. The only person I'd ever seen do it at the time was A.R. Fox. And um, even though I'm pretty athletic, I'm not as athletic as A.R. Fox. So um, <laughs> I was uh, I was kind of shaking in my boots there once Max pitched that. And he told me that he believed in me and he'd be there to catch me. And um, I believed in myself. And uh, I did it. And I don't know if it was the adrenaline or not, but I it was the easiest thing I'd ever done as far as a dive to a springboard to anything. And um, ever since then, I've just kept it in my back pocket. And anytime I need to get a really good reaction or impress the crowd and introduce mm. them to who Josh Briggs really is, that's my move. That's my that's my go to, and uh, um, I, like I said, I've been doing it for so long now, or so many times now, that I need to find something else to do that um, will blow people's You ever walk into promotions and the promoters go up and be like, "Look, man, you know I don't care what you do in the match tonight, but uh, but please just do that dive over the corner for us." You know, has that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I think that's happened three times, um, and then yeah. it, it, it's it's. <laughs> It's kind of it's, – I'm thankful that it's happened because it's opened a lot of people's eyes to me and exposed me to a lot of wrestling fans. 
but it's also a double-edged sword that um, I have to do it sometimes. But um, it's relatively safe, and um, if there's a low boy ring where it's not really high up, I'm you can bet your ass I'm pulling that out every night of the week because it's, it's only like a three, four-foot drop at that point. Um, yeah. On the bigger rings, it's a little, a little sketchy, but um, hmm. uh, luckily I'm, I'm only 24, so i got a long life to live, and I'm relatively healthy, luckily, and uh, my body can take a beating right now. So I, I'm trying to do as much as I can, as fast as I can right now. Yeah, it seems to be the hmm. case with a lot of people, you know what I mean? Um, but that's awesome, man. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like you start doing it. And, and you know, I was talking, you know, well, uh, John Cruz, a.k.a. Serpenico, um, you know, he, yeah. he and I talk a lot. You know, he and I have been married for, you know, over like a year now, having to work over a year, having to work each other pretty much, uh, you know, across a few different states. And pretty much kind of like when when promotions want you for a certain move set or, or certain things that you do specifically that they can't get on another show or like in our case where, um, you know, promoters would want to book us because they know what they're going to get out of us. And that chemistry is there, you know, it's always a really cool feeling. You know, if someone, if someone sees that you can jump like that, they're like, look, that move right there is the reason why we got to book this guy. It's a great feeling knowing that something that you're doing that somebody isn't doing is, is, you know, can pay off like that. And, and to be honest, yeah. you know, like I, like, I didn't know you had that type of athletic ability to do it, but it was no surprise that after that, I was like, dude, this guy's about to get booked everywhere. I was like, this one video yep. is about to shoot this guy's bookings from, like, maybe once a weekend to, like, two to three times, maybe even more in on a weekly basis, you know? And um, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a really rewarding feeling, you know, when people, like, invest in something that you're doing differently and something that obviously has a, a big risk to it. But, I mean, dude, it's it's – it's pretty cool, man, you know, and that's something that you definitely have to be proud of, you know? Yeah. It's, it is cool, man. I, I think I provide a lot of different things from um, just the whole pro wrestling world, um, and that's one of them, and it's good that I can stand out like that. And, uh, you know, Nate was talking kind of about the Keith Lee match, and I think I showcased that I can take an ass whooping and uh, sell and uh, really make moves look good. And uh, that's another thing that I think a lot of people uh, really uh, like enjoy working with me for. And uh, I, I can make anyone's moves look good, whether it's Keith Lee or you, Alex. You know, it's all uh, – that's another thing I take a lot of pride in. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, definitely, man, for sure. It, and I, I definitely want to talk about that match in a second, Josh. But looking at some of your clips today, getting ready for our conversation tonight – the and it might be just because I've been watching a lot of old ECW and WCW lately, but you remind me of a more a more athletic version of the late great Mike Awesome. And I'm I've wondering, that. I've was, heard that a lot, man. I'm wondering, was he somebody you watched when when you were younger, or was he, or who were some of your heroes as as a big dude coming up? Um, man, so when I was young, uh, my guys were Chris Jericho, Jeff Hardy. And the Undertaker. Okay. And um, huh. I, um, once I got into wrestling, my whole um, my whole mantra changed. My my every my whole outlook on pro wrestling changed because I knew um, I wouldn't be getting as much out of watching Chris Jericho and studying Chris Jericho as a Mike Awesome or a Barry Windham or uh, yeah. early Undertaker. Um, or Kane, people like that. So a lot of the people I was, I were, 
I were watching were uh, Mike Awesome and Barry Windham, and I love Mike Awesome. I think Mike Awesome um, should have been a world champion with the WWE, no problem. He was amazing. Big dude, yeah. charisma, cared. He, he cared about pro wrestling, and uh, it's a shame that he was taken too early. He was the man. Yeah, no, no doubt. I've been watching a lot of uh, WCW in the year 2000. It's just like, damn, like this guy was such a talent, but they they had him doing some of the dumbest things, and it's like you're, you're wasting this yeah. guy. Uh, but let, let let's talk about that the, the big match where I kind of you know you first kind of popped up on my radar, Josh, and that is uh, that that New Year's Eve match with Keith Lee, who's another guy who I think has you know, money written all over him. What what was it like going into that match? And then when you get to that point where the, the rope breaks, you know, how did you guys kind of adjust to uh, the the unseen? Oh, man. That, yeah, that, that match put a lot of eyes on me, not just yours, but um, that, that rope breaking the whole spot, that, that went just about as viral, if not more viral, than my dive. And um, um, so going going into that match, I was extremely excited because Keith was one of the top five guys I've wanted to work for a very long time. Him and Donovan Dijak, uh, who I'll probably talk about a hundred more times while we're while we have to talk. Um, <laughs> him and him and Dijak had uh, Kenny uh, probably ten different amazing five star matches, and um, Dijak I guess passed my name along to Keith. And Keith was really excited to work with me, so um, it was equal. There was equal excitement in the air between both of us, and uh, mm. everything we uh, threw together, both of our ideas, they all meshed, and we all we, we both, both really had a good time calling the match. First off, and that's that's when you know you're gonna have a good match. I think you enjoy calling it. You, you can call it really easily, and there's that energy that it's kind of hard to explain. But uh, I'm sure Alex knows what I'm talking about, where you just meshing and clicking and both your ideas are getting finished with, between each other before you can even spit it out. And um, that was kind of what was happening with me and Keith. And I was really excited. Uh, everything went as planned for the most part, aside from um, <laughs> him breaking that bottom rope with my, my poor body. But um, you know, that, that, that was, uh, that was something awesome. And we, once that happened, bottom rope broke from a big pounce that Keith gave me. Um, if you haven't, if you guys haven't seen it out there, listening, uh, check it out. It's on every form of social media. Um, but yeah, that broke, and um, I just in my head knew instantly the crowd's gonna lose their mind, and um, yeah. they rightfully did. I laid there dead. I let Keith get his um, his stuff in. Let him sell. Let him um, put over the fact that he just murdered my body. And um, then we went about business kind of as usual for the most part. Um, but that that whole thing that was a big uh, a big moment in that match. I think that's like regardless of what happened in that match, beginning to end, that's the thing that everyone. And I think the fact, like you said, that you you guys let it breathe. I think that made a, a big moment even bigger because, like, the crowd is like, did I, did I really just see what I thought I saw? And then when there's that moment of, oh, oh shit, that really happened, you know, you get that, that energy from the crowd. So I, I thought both of you guys did a really good job with that match. Yeah, man, thank you very much. Very cool, very cool. So what's um, – what's, uh, Go ahead, Nate. Oh, go, go ahead, Alex. 
Go ahead. I, 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 I missed the first 25 years of your life. The least I can do is let you ask a question. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um, so, so, yeah, so basically the, I only have two more things. So one thing I want to do towards the very, very end of the, the interview when we start wrapping it up, I think it'll be pretty fun to close out with. But what has been your most embarrassing moment in your Ooh. professional wrestling career so far? I always love asking this. Man. That might – I'm going to try and think really hard. Um, oh, you know, all right, I know exactly what it is. Um, a few months back, I think it might have been in November, uh, I was working for Beyond Wrestling, which is basically like my, my home state now. Uh, that's where I make my name. And um, I was in the tournament for tomorrow, which is a big tournament for newer guys to kind of put them on the platform for Beyond. And uh, it was me and my good friend Ace Romero. Right off the bat, we have this whole little spot. I take a tackle, shoulder tackle from him. I bump. I'm supposed to kip right up my feet. I've done it a million other times. <laughs> I kip up in my sleep. I have no idea what happened. But uh, it was in, in front of a crowd of 300 people that will let you know that if you mess up, you mess up. And uh, <laughs> I take that big shoulder tackle from Ace. I go to kip up. I have no idea what happened, but my body does not leave the ground, and I just look like I'm I'm a fish out of water. I slip. <laughs> I I do the quick little feed right up to my feet, and I act like nothing happened. And every single person in the room knew what happened. And the boss, who's a good friend of mine now, Drew Cordero at the time, uh, just buried the life out of me on commentary because of it, and it was just really embarrassing. And uh, <laughs> that's that, that's my most embarrassing, and luckily the only embarrassing thing that I that I've ever I've ever done. Thank you. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. That's great. So fun. Those are my fa- That's one of my favorite questions I always asked. Cause we we just have we have so many of them. You know, like uh, you know, between so many guys, you know, there's always that one. You know, and, yeah. uh, man. So what's up, Nick? Go ahead. Uh, I guess one of my. Uh... Last few questions for you, Josh, is when it comes to learning in this business, because you're still really young in in this game, and I'm wondering, up to this point, what's what's the best piece of advice that anybody in the business or, or in life in general has given you in, in terms of making progress towards success? Um, work hard. I don't think a lot of people understand what working hard is. Um, I know I didn't. Um, my entire life was basically handed to me because of my size. And um, mm. once I got to college football, I realized what hard work was. Um, I've um, kind of been molded by hard work now, and um, that's one of the things that I've pride myself on. I can look myself in the mirror every day for the rest of my life and tell myself that I worked hard and I know that's not lying. So, um, when you're sore, you have to work. When you're tired, you have to work. When you're sick, you have to work. When you're dying, you have to work. You have to work to get to where you want to go, and if you don't do that, you won't get to where you want to go, and you're going to find someone else to play. Um, I love hard work because I know when I'm and um, that's what I try and do. And I think that my career, 
my body, my everything, it's reaping what I've sowed in hard work in the last couple of years. Mm. And and I guess in 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 kind of tandem with that, brother, you know, where 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 do you want to be, let's say, eleven months from now? I know, you know, obviously, you know, this is a crazy time when it comes to wrestling. Like I think I was having a conversation with a with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago where, you know, we're in an age where you've got Ring of Honor, they're doing their thing, where you've got, you know, Impact doing their thing, where you've got New Japan, hotter than they've been in a long, long time. Of course, you've got the WWE and NXT and, and, and a lot of opportunities out there for guys and girls that are willing, like you said, to put that work in. So let's say a year from now, where, where do you want to be with your career? Just to touch upon, like, pro wrestling as a whole right now, like, you can make your money anywhere. I've been living off of pro wrestling uh, paying my bills for a very long time now, and uh, mm. I'm just an independent wrestler out of the Northeast. So, um, you know, I've, I've, um, I've tried to plan accordingly, but wrestling's such a weird thing where, like you said, I anything can happen. I can go, I can get signed tomorrow. I can get, I can do another uh, Ring of Honor tryout, and they fall in love with me again because I'm a completely different person. Um, I see people from Ring of Honor that are important on an almost weekly basis. Um, there's um, a New Japan uh, dojo tryout that I'm trying to get into right now, too. That's a, that's a, there's a whole bunch of different things, but um, in my mind, I just want to be um, known as one of the most, if not the most popular independent wrestlers on the planet right now. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my good friends, Mikey Webb, um, who used to team with Donovan Dijak before he got signed. And uh, I, I told him that I want to get to the point where I'm making $600 a booking on the independence, making my own schedule, getting having every single person um, that has any type of money and any type of, any type of clout in professional wrestling knocking on my door. And... Uh, uh, it's it's such a weird world and it's such a fun world that I kind of don't really care where it takes me. Besides, it, it, it keeps me healthy and keeps putting money in my pocket. So um, if I could put like if I could put a realistic me, is I either do a tryout for Ring of Honor and they sign me, or I do um, that New Japan camp and they sign me and put me in their dojo. One of the two. Um, that's kind of where I want to be right now. That would be really cool. Just as as somebody who is a fan of what uh, New Japan is doing right now, I think somebody with your size and and your skill set would would be a very interesting mix to the talent that they already have. Yeah, man, they got they got Lance Hoyt and uh, Lance Archer, um, as they call him yep. over there. And man, he is a bad dude and one of the guys that I've been watching for a very long time. And um, I think one of the good things about me is that I'm so young. And uh, that's that got such an upside in the world of pro wrestling that if Lance ever decides to retire, I can kind of take in take his spot, swoop right in as the next big bad dude in Japan. They they Lance, I don't know Lance. what it is, but they really they really know how to use big guys over there. Whether you're talking about Lance or even before him, uh, Doc Gallows over there. Like to yeah. me, their runs in New Japan were some of the best runs of their career. So I could easily see, you know, if that opportunity happened. 
Yeah, man. Those big, big American dudes, man. That's like big foreign guys. It's like that's that's what I want. I, I'll fit right in right there, and I think that'd be a perfect match for me, and I'd make a lot of money for them. Yeah. You know, a, a two-part thing with that is like, in America, it's it's like, man, who's got the coolest flips? In Japan, it's like, man, what, what's what's the coolest big guy we can get from America? Because, you know, everybody else does it out here. You know, it's like, in the USA, man, we all love the flips and kicks. In Japan, they're like, dude, who's who's the biggest guy that we can bring over here? Who are the tall guys, yep. you know? Um, you know, but yeah, Lance, Japan, Lance Hoyt. Japan's kind of like, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I think Japan right now is, in a mind, the crowd mindset is kind of like how it was in the, in the 80s and 90s of professional wrestling in America, except they're giving the fans the best wrestling on the planet as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's hands down, man. You know, and uh, one of the things I was going to say, you know, like Lance Hoyt, you know, uh, back in when I first started training uh, a while back when my, in my first promo, uh, home promotion before I, I went on my own way, um, you know, I had to pick up Lance from the airport and then, you know, after the show, drop him off or whatever it was. But, you know, we, we finished the show. We went to the little after party that we, uh, that we were having. And, you know, we were just talking back and forth. And I was picking his brain a little, getting advice for him, from, from him. And one of, the, one of the, the main things he told me that I will never forget until the day I die, you know, it's one of the things I asked him. You know, I was like, look, man, like, what do I do? You know, I'm not a big guy. I'm not, a, I'm not the smallest guy. But, you know, like, I, what if I can't do the cool, cool moves? He's like, you know, like, I don't know what, what to do to stand out. And what he told me will always stay with me. And he said this. He's like, listen, it doesn't matter about what you can do in the ring. He's like, if you can't get a crowd to emotionally invest in you, then you have nothing. He's like, the moment that a crowd cares about you, and they genuinely cheer for you and pull for you and show that they care for you and they support you, that's when you truly have won it all. And I, I, I just I sat there and I took that and I'm like, you know what? He, and now, years later, it all makes sense. I'm like, if you can't get a crowd to care about you, then you're just going to be that match where people go to the bathroom, get on their phones, and worry about everything else. You know, like, yep. you, you know, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing. He's, he's such a genius, but, man, and it's so true because you see it in his work. Yeah. He's awesome, man. He, he's, he sets himself apart from everyone he's in the match with. It doesn't matter who, how, how good his opponent is or opponents are or his tag team partner. He's got, he brings that whole different aspect of intensity, character, how he interacts with the fans. Man, he's, he's next up. Yeah, without mm. a doubt. Um, well, look, so so this is a game I wanted to play with you real quick. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be <laughs> fun. I've never done this before, Nate. You know, you're probably like, what the hell is he thinking of? I want to do a game called This or That. So what I'm going to do is I'm just okay. going to ask you a series of, like, questions. It's gonna I'm going to give you option A, option B. You're only going to have, like, five seconds to answer this, and we're going to jump to the oh. next one. So whatever your instinct tells you is what you're going to pick, all right? You got it. I, I think it's just, I think it's just something fun for anyone listening, any of your fans, etc. Hey, you know they're they're about to just get to know you off of just some crazy ass questions. So, you are, are you ready? <laughs> I, I'm I'm psyched for this. This is the stuff that I like. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Let's get a hit the hit the time clock, Nate. Here we go. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Cars mm. or trucks? 
cars, better gas mileage. <laughs> Oreos <laughs> or Chips Ahoy? What was that? Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oh, Oreos all day long. Summer or winter? <laughs> Summer. Fishing or hunting? Fishing. I don't like killing animals. I love animals. Awesome. Great to hear. Apples or bananas? Uh, bananas. Good potassium. Dogs <laughs> or cats? <laughs> Dogs all day long. Speedos or swim trunks? Ooh. What was that? Speedos or swim trunks? Oh, Speedos. You get, a, you get a good tan that way. <laughs> all right. Jeans, jeans or shorts? Uh, jeans. Soft tacos or hard tacos? Soft tacos. Sweet tea or unsweet tea? Uh, unsweetened. Yeah, wow. northerners. Pizza or pizza roll? <laughs> uh, pizza. Chocolate milk or strawberry milk? Chocolate milk. Easy. <laughs> Super Mario or Sonic? Super Ooh. Mario. And last but not least, I'm just going to go complete nerd. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. I've, I've never had Very Xbox. cool. <laughs> awesome, man. I, I, I appreciate you uh, playing along with my craziness because I, I was like, hey, let me yeah, just throw dude. this together. Um, I'm a little disappointed you picked pancakes over waffles, but yeah, I'll, 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 I thought you were more of a waffle guy, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm not no, no never liked taken. Never liked waffles, man. Never liked waffles. Really? I know it's a, good, it's a good compartment and it keeps the... It keeps the syrup in the little squares and whatnot, but um, <laughs> yeah. I always I always like pancakes more. I like the fluffy. Oh, pancakes are great. Wait, well, let's let's do let, let's see if you can answer this one. Do you like French toast? I love French toast, man. Oh, then, hey, then you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. That's great. That's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. So yeah, hey, we're good. I'll, I'll <laughs> let's end it, man. Let's, pancakes let's end long. it on French toast, Nate. Sounds good. <laughs> and for a second there, I thought uh, Josh was angling to be the fourth member of the New Day with, with the pancakes. So either either way, I'm cool with it. <laughs> but, hey, he's going to need to tan a lot more. Oh, no. <laughs> break Speedo. Time to break, break out Speedo. Speedo. <laughs> oh, man. So what, uh, what, what do you got on the horizon, Josh, for, for the listeners out there that uh, might want to check you out and, and are interested in, in – what what dates you've got, where where can they find that information, and, and what do you got coming up in the near future? Yeah, March 24th is my debut for MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling, uh, which I'm oh, super Joe, excited about. Oh, you'll be almost in uh, my, my neck of the woods. I'm, I'm out here in Virginia, oh. so you're not that far away. Oh. Yeah, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into Virginia for Nova. That'd be awesome. Um, oh, cool, cool. I, I got... Um, I'm going down for uh, WrestleMania weekend. I got CZW down there and beyond. I'm gonna try and hop on a few other shows if anyone wants me. Um, got a um, American Ron is coming up for Beyond. I got a bunch of shit going on for Beyond. Um, uh, a bunch of other cool stuff, man. I'm in Canada every month now uh, for Alpha One and C4. Uh, oh, trying cool. to branch I saw out. March second, uh, you have Matt Riddle. Yes, March second, me and Matt Riddle were gonna annihilate each other and have the best match on in the history of independent wrestling. I that'll that'll be a good one. one. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, Black Label Pro. Um, next month, I'm making my um, debut against Gary J for uh, Black Label Pro. I'm really excited, uh, excited about that. Um, 
Midwest is somewhere that I've wanted to get to for a long time, and uh, people of Black Label Pro are amazing. So anyone listening is uh, in uh, the neck of the woods of Indiana, try and get out to that show, Crown Point, Indiana. It's going to be awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And where can everybody find you? Uh, social media, Twitter, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Instagram is uh, where I do most of my business as far as social media-wise. Uh, I post funny things and cool pictures of me in wrestling. That's at, um, at the Josh Briggs. Um, I always say this. I don't follow you back unless you're a good pro wrestler or a hot girl. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my, my, that's my mantra, and I'm sticking to bro it. Code, so bro code. Um so uh, I do that. Uh, you can find me. Just add me at uh, at Josh Briggs on Facebook too. You can keep up with my personal life. Shoot me a message. Ask me if I'm going to be somewhere. If you want to book me, that's a cool place to go to as well. So um, whatever, anywhere on social media, I usually talk to everyone. An alibi, an alibi for Mr. Josh Briggs because we all get it around this time of year. Please do not message him or any other wrestler trying to send them a Valentine's Day card. It's a little creepy. We appreciate the thought, but no, we're not that. We're not that. Uh, interested in valentine's day presents so throwing that out there don't, don't, I, haven't, don't I, I haven't really gotten a lot of i haven't gotten a lot of weird uh messages um i get a lot of Bro, brother you haven't, wrestled in, in, you haven't wrestled in alabama and stuff man i got i got a valentine's day card with alberto alberto del rio on it and i've also gotten a signed picture wait 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 i've gotten i've received from a fan out there a, a, an autographed picture of a fan and uh, some some knockoff lucha mask, a wife beater, and some shorts. So uh, I, oh, but I I accidentally forgot it at the event. So I just you know I forgot uh, it there. So that's stuff that I live it. for. Like that's what makes like those are great stories to tell. Uh, the weirdest oh, yeah. thing that's ever happened to me is something like uh, some lady called me by my shoot name, and uh, so that was odd Dur- during the match. Like yeah, like cheering for me. <laughs> Via my shoot name, and I was like, "What the fuck is my mom? In the, is my mom in the crowd?" Right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's oh kind of, man, that's kind of that's weird. Cool. But um, a lot, a lot of fans. Uh, I don't know. A lot of fans kind of toned down. I also don't do a lot of custom wrestling, so I don't get a lot of a lot of um, fans that I know. <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my friends who do custom wrestling get uh, get the odd messages. So I, I kind of um, I kind of missed the boat with that one. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good, good stuff, brother. We we appreciate you coming on this week, man. So I got I got to uh, go ahead and uh, cancel my profile. I was ordered a Nia Jax because uh, I don't want to seem creepy oh. now. You you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, man. Oh, hey, man, it's shoot, shoot your shot, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, we appreciate you coming on, brother. Again, you if you uh, are interested to find out more about Josh, check out his social media for all his upcoming dates. Uh, and, and man, we wish you the best for the rest of this year, man. And uh, hopefully, we can talk, we can talk to you in a couple months down the road, man, to see where this yeah, crazy man. journey of uh, pro wrestling is taking you. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh yeah, man. Well, look, we we appreciate your time, man. It was good catching up with you, man. You know, we'll stay in touch and. Uh, you know, hopefully towards the back end of the year, we'll bring you in just to see how your uh, 2017, uh, oops, I'm sorry, living in the past, 2018 has been. <laughs> yeah, man. I, 2018. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Be safe, man.
You too, man. Right, have a good night, brother. All right, nice to meet you, Nate. You too, man. Good, 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 good to talk to you, man. Cause like I said, and that that match with Keith Lee was one of my favorites of last year. So I definitely want to give you some props on that, brother. Thanks, dude. Cool, man. Cool. I tell you what, Nate. We we we're breaking barriers, man. We we had a good segment, man. Uh, you know, I think yeah. I think that he was like the, the most fitting fitting guest that we could have got to start off the year, man. You know, it was fun. Even though it was, it was last minute, he he uh. You've got to check his messages over the weekend, and I had to bug him again yesterday. But uh, but I'm glad we got him on, man. You know, he's, he's a great guy, hell of a talent, man. And, um, yeah. you know, it's really good, man. You know, we, we can bring in old names, all you know, for days. But, you know, a lot of these new new guys that just need that little platform, man. You know, I'm, I was excited about that. Yeah, to me, that's, that's always been one of the best things about this show, uh, brother. You know, not only can we talk to some of the legends and, and the guys, that are, girls that have been here and done that, but to uh, be able to talk to the up-and-comers and, 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 and the young bucks, if you will. And, that's you know, that's how we first came into contact with you when Felix and I talked to you. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. now, you know, to, to kick off the year talking to somebody who I think is going to be in demand, you know, in, in a year or so, uh, Josh Briggs. It, it was great to, uh, you know, kind of pick his brain and, and see what a young man is at. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Dude, so what about – so, man, the road to WrestleMania, here we are just a few weeks out. You know, we're starting – well, we're a little – not a few, but I'm sorry, a little over a month out. But, I mean, still, we're, we're, we're getting close. Elimination Chamber around the corner. Fast Lane's creeping up as well. But a seven-man Elimination Chamber match. I mean, is that crazy or what? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting because we, we're right around the corner from WrestleMania, but we still have two shows in between. You know, we've got – Elimination Chamber and Fast Lane, and I gotta say, man, like I'm, I don't know, like well, where where would you say your anticipation level is for WrestleMania on a scale of one to ten? Because I'd say right now, I'm probably at about a seven. Um, I, I'm there, there's like a couple pieces I need to see fall into place here and there, but I'm actually excited for this year's show. You know, you know, uh, to, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't, I think I'm still at like a four right now. Um, I'm not excited really? yet. Uh, yeah, and to be quite honest with you, so we all know about AJ Styles and Nakamura, and and you know obviously he's got a he's got to win his match. His, his, well, actually now it's a fatal five way at at, at uh, Fastlane, but he's gonna have to yeah. win against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, um, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler now. So the match has just become even crazier. But um, but I, I just don't know, you know, like how do you say, you know, like. Last year, you know, we had we had Roman Reigns and the Undertaker, but you know, the Undertaker's not on WrestleMania, so so that that alone is well, as of right now, the Undertaker's not on, even though I don't think he's going to be on. But but you never know. But again, I, I doubt it. But he, it, this is our first WrestleMania in how long without an Undertaker match? You know, that was one of the biggest exciting factors of WrestleMania. I mean, I remember two years ago. You know, obviously you had Shane McMahon and, and, and The Undertaker. We were all like, oh, yeah. you gotta, I, I can't wait to watch it. We can't wait to see it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're excited, et cetera. You know, and then, you know, you had, you know, obviously, you know, The Undertaker just sets a whole different tone to WrestleMania. And, and to have an Undertaker-less WrestleMania, it's going to take a little time getting used to. Um, but, but as of right now, we still don't have too many pieces together. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with the tag team division. But... Right now, I'm just not – there's nothing yet that's making me go like, oh, my God. Because right now, Brock Lesnar has the title. 
Um, and we already know that somebody is going to wrestle <laughs> Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, yeah. with all due respect, again, yes, I'm a professional wrestler. Yes, I, 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 this is something I do. But as a fan, I still have opinions. And I'm not saying that, you know, look, everybody on the WWE roster deserves to be there. They work hard. They're, they're the best at what they do. And I respect that. But as a fan and a viewer's point of view, I'm just not excited yet. And if it's Roman Reigns and Brock, like, I'm not going to be excited for that. You know, it's like we've seen it before, and it's, I think there's other guys that should be wrestling Brock Lesnar and maybe giving Brock Lesnar a challenge. You know, I mean, uh, Seth Rollins and, and Brock Lesnar would be kind of exciting. Maybe maybe Finn Balor and Brock. We've been waiting to see that for a long time. Is Finn the underdog? But everyone keeps saying Roman. Is, is the crowd going to react to that a certain way? Um, there's just, you know, it's it's one of those things like, you know, if they were to come out and be like, oh, Hulk Hogan's returning at WrestleMania as a host or something, yeah, I'm going to lose my shit. Now I want to watch it. But we don't have that it match yet. I mean, the the Nakamura-AJ Styles, that, that's pretty much it right now. And, and yeah, we're excited yeah. about it. But, but what else is kind of carrying over there? I mean, we're going to see, um, you know, who is Asuka going to wrestle right now? You know, who is, who is Charlotte going to wrestle right now? You know, it's like I just – you know, I, I would have personally wished that it could have been Asuka and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I would have got really excited for that. But um, yeah, and I think I how, think Asuka how, is eventually going to shift over to SmackDown. I think that's the direction they're going. But yeah, you're right. Like right now, AJ and Knock to me that's that's the big ticket. And even then, they they could find a way to screw up AJ and Knock if they make it a multi-man match because it's like well, yeah, we don't not. we don't need all these extra guys. Like we just need a one-on-one with AJ and Nakamura at WrestleMania. Those fans, particularly there in in the stadium, they're gonna go crazy for that. Yeah, I mean, you heard the reaction; everybody wanted it, you know. And and um, but but, I mean, other than that, I mean, what do we have right now? What what is exciting you? I mean, is Triple H gonna come back and wrestle? I mean, Kurt Angle is kind of. I mean, obviously, we can't have Angle and Triple H. I don't think it'll ever be the same again. And I mean, Angle's knees are both like you know. I mean, he's. It, it's just there's so much like, who can you? What can you pull out of your bag of tricks to make WrestleMania like, holy crap, we, we have to see it? Because you don't have The Undertaker anymore. You can't count on him anymore. Who can you bring back? Sting can't go. You know, obviously, you know, what, what are you going to make? Who are you going to bring to make this show spectacular? You know, I mean, um, it's like, yeah, I mean, they could, they could eventually induct The Undertaker in the Hall of Fame this year. I mean, that, that's a possibility. It's a rumor. But, but I mean, what? On, on a match point of view, on a card, what do you ha- who what are you going to do to make this show just electric? You know, I mean, you got you got uh, AJ Knock. That's about it. We we still don't know on the women's side because obviously there's an elimination chamber now, and Alexa Bliss has to defend her title. Oscar, yeah, we we still don't know what. Uh, yeah, we don't know which we, one she's going. She's never full, she hasn't fully. Everyone's assuming. Everyone's assuming it's Raw. So is, yeah. uh, but but then again, you got to think. Right now, you have Nia Jax and Oscar, and they're basically saying that if Nia Jax beats Oscar at the Elimination Chamber, she's going to be added to the main event of the women's match that Oscar's going to be in. So are they basically saying Oscar is committed to Raw, even though she hasn't said? But I don't know. There's just so many factors, but I don't really know at this moment right now, like what's going to be that it factor for this coming WrestleMania. 
it's it's like baking a cake. You know, you can ha- you can have all the greatest ingredients, but if you don't cook it right, it's not going to taste right. And I think they've got some ingredients out here. Like I think again, AJ and Knock, that that's good. I think that with the women, ultimately they want to get to Oscar and Charlotte, but how do they get there? And how do like is is Oscar losing the way to get there? Uh, another factor which uh, we haven't talked about. Is Ronda Rousey, and and where does yep. Ronda factor in? What's what's her match going to be at WrestleMania? Is it going to be a mixed tag with her and a partner against Hunter and Steph, or is she going to get a one-on-one match? You know what what's Ronda going to do at Mania? Because I think she's going to end up being one of the bigger selling points uh, to the, the particularly the casual audience seeing Ronda Rousey in a match. I think that's going to be one of the bigger selling points the closer we get. You know, but, but that's the other thing about it. I mean, you, you talk about Ronda Rousey, but people say her name. The WWE Universe is kind of booing her. You know, is she going to come and have a, a Ronda and Rock versus Triple H and, and, and uh, Stephanie McMahon? Or, or are we going to see, you know, Ronda interfere during Asuka and Nia Jax and completely throw a huge curveball? I think Ronda Rousey's yeah. got to have some kind of essential um, role in the planning of WrestleMania, because I think she's going to be one of those factors that's going to make WrestleMania attractive. She's going to be one of those factors that people are going to be like, okay, now I got to watch WrestleMania because I got to see what's going to happen with Ronda Rousey. Um, she's going to be the one you know, on the, you know, on the Today Show going up to the. She's going to be the one on the Tonight Show on ESPN. You know, no offense to Braun Strowman, who I think is great. You know, Braun Strowman ain't doing the damn Tonight Show, but Ronda Rousey is somebody that you could put out there to draw attention to WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, and you got to look at it. I mean, she's the person who can who has that capability. Um, on the flip side, you have, I mean, obviously with the Universal title, the, the last WrestleMania, I mean, okay, we had, um, I think, who was it? It was uh, uh, the, the last year's winner was Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. And, I mean, dude, with all due respect, it was kind of a dud <laughs> match. You know, like, eh. We, right now, I think WWE. You mean you didn't like the, uh, the worms on the mat? No, that, that man. That was very creative, Alex. <laughs> It was. We've talked about this last year, man. It was so cheesy. I mean, it's it's. It, there's a certain believability in wrestling that you know, like we can get away with some things, but then when you just have these powers to just make graphics come up, I mean, let's be real. It's not. I mean, it wasn't that cool, and it really didn't do anything to the match. It didn't throw the other person off. It just appeared and then disappeared. And oh my god, right? Um, but but. Like, okay, so now the WWE Championship has a validation because so far it's going to be Nakamura and AJ Styles. Should be a killer match. I'm excited. Universal title, we have Brock Lesnar. Um, who's going to be the opponent? Can I, I don't think Braun versus Brock can do it on its own. We've already seen that. Um, it, it's, you know, they, they, their match was, you know, it was all right. You know, but um, so how do we make it different? How do we make it better? You know, how are they going to make the universal title match, you know, worth watching, you know, like what are they going to do? You know, who's going to take that spot? Who are they going to bring back? I mean, it's, it's, do we still have a long ways away, but it's still right around the corner. And we, you know, there's still a lot of questions to be uh, answered and there's still a lot of things that need to be done. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think that they haven't pulled all their tricks out of the bag yet, but they're going to have to pull something major to really salvage this WrestleMania in a sense. I think a lot of those tricks might not get pulled until the show itself. Uh, Because WrestleMania is a show much like the Super Bowl uh, that 
you know, it, it sells itself on the name. Like, casual fans are going to watch it just because it's WrestleMania and it's one of the two or three shows maybe that they watch all year. And so I think we're going to get we're going to get some surprises. We're probably going to get some call-ups from NXT, which I think like the talent in NXT right now is off the charts. And there, there's yeah. a couple guys and girls that I could see moving up. Um, and then the night after Mania is also, you know, it, it's kind of become this big four-day weekend almost. We got Hall of Fame on Saturday. We got WrestleMania Sunday. And then Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday. I think wait, we wait, might wait, see wait, like wait, that, wait. that. Correction, correction. <laughs> you have. The Hall of Fame on Friday, you have NXT TakeOver on Saturday, yeah, then WrestleMania yeah. Sunday yep. and Raw and SmackDown, yes. Yeah, so we got like this entire week built up around this show and, and this, this company, and I think we're going to see some big things happen at TakeOver, which play into Mania, which play into the night after Raw. And we've already seen a couple guys, like EC3 just recently came up to NXT, and a guy from TNA that I think – will show up the night after Raw. Not at Mania, but the night after Raw is a guy that I think could be an interesting foil for Brock Lesnar. You know, you were talking about who is Brock Lesnar going to be matched up with. I think, you know, we kind of have to take our medicine as fans. Roman Reigns is probably going to win the Universal title, even though I don't think he should be that guy right now. Uh, But he's probably going to win. So the question is, what do you do with Brock? And I think the night after Mania, we'll have Heyman out there cutting a promo with, with Brock. You know, Brock's still the toughest dude. Uh, Roman got lucky, whatever, whatever. You know, Brock can beat anybody in the, in the game right now. And out comes former TNA superstar, current MMA athlete, Bobby Lashley. Bobby you know, Lashley. We get a Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar feud. That, that, that to me, would be uh, uh, really cool to see. Because Lashley is, is, is somebody that, over the last two or three years, Alex, I think has improved leaps and bounds, not only in the ring, but as a character. And I think him and Brock, could be really cool together. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, th- there's just so many possibilities right now. And, you know, to touch on NXT, NXT is one of the greatest things that the WWE is doing right now. I mean, I am solely invested, and in, I truly believe, in Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano, I truly believe, can be the next Daniel Bryan. He can have yeah. that kind of impact. He can have Daniel Bryan impacts on the world of wrestling if he ever makes it to the main roster. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Hey, he's I would a rare think... baby face that actually works in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's just you can relate so much to him. I would hate to see him, like, see them piss him down the drain and put him on 205 Live. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's just one of those things. I mean, Johnny Gargano's got even, it even all, though, man. To, I, to be fair, though, I will say, man, 205 Live the last few weeks with uh, Rockstar Spud now as the general manager has been a much better show. Yes, I, I, I agree with that as well, yes. Um, do I still believe Johnny Gargano should be there? No. Um, you know, I think Johnny Wrestling can wrestle whoever, and he could be on the main roster. I think he'd have a fair shot at doing something great. I mean, if Finn yeah. Balor's on there at 180-something pounds, I know Johnny Gargano can be there. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things, man. I, like, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, Cien Almas and, and Gargano 3. Uh, they're going to have one more go around. You know, obviously it's going to be Gargano versus Cien Almas. And if uh, if Gargano loses, he leaves NXT forever. Is that is that basically his hint to go to the main roster? Or is Johnny Wrestling yep. actually going to win the title? Um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's very interesting. But, I mean, that match itself is, is just it's great, you know, and the talent they have over there. 
Alistair Black, I think that's another one that, you know, I think would be very, very cool to see move on to the main roster at some point. But, um, yeah. I mean, TNA is, is bottling up all this amazing talent that could do wonders on the main roster. But, um, I don't know, man. You know, it's just, it's going to be very interesting just <laughs> to see what happens over the next few weeks, man. It's funny that you call them TNA because NXT has kind of taken TNA's place. Like, they've got a lot of those TNA guys, you know, Drew McIntyre, you got EC3, you got uh, Eric Young down there. Uh, Bobby Roode was just down there before his call up. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if James Storm showed back up in TNA since he's, uh, damn, see, now I'm doing it. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't yep. surprise me if James Storm showed up in NXT since he left Impact. Yeah, I think they got a good mix of up-and-coming talent with some veterans, with, uh, like, the girls. I, I love Shayna Baszler's character. I love her and Ember Moon, I think that, man, there's, there's a lot of talent right now in NXT, and, and my only hope, like you said, is that when these guys and girls get called up, they don't get ruined, because as great as Johnny Gargano is, there's there's a part of me that in the back of my mind is like, but yeah, this is the same company that kind of screwed up Bailey when she got to the main roster, and if they can screw up Bailey, they can screw up anybody. <laughs> well, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, it's one of those things, like, Bailey's is one of them that, you know, just kind of like, you know, they, they kind of, I, I think they're starting to try to read, they're trying to, like, fix those uh, wounds. But, yeah, man, I mean, yeah. dude, anything is possible at this point. And, and, I mean, I don't know. It's just like you've seen guys come to that to the main roster from NXT. You're going to be like, oh, they're going to be game changers and then duds, you know. I mean, it is what it is, man. Some make it, some don't. It's like two different worlds, you know. The, the, the main yeah. roster eats some people up. I mean, Ty Dillinger, he was a big – I mean, remember when he first made his debut, everybody went nuts, and then after it's like they just yep. haven't been able to yep. utilize him correctly. Uh, Apollo and Crews And that's also another. something, Alex, because uh, – oh, yeah, Apollo Crews to me, still great in the ring, but it goes back to what we were talking about with Josh. They haven't made us care about these characters. And you could say the yep. same for a lot, of the, uh, the, a lot of the 205 Live guys. Like, great in the ring, probably some of the best workers in the world, but – you haven't made me care about Lince Dorado or Rich Swan or Cedric Alexander or TJP. Like, so if I don't care about them, it doesn't matter what they're doing because sooner or later I'm going to start tuning out. So, like, I, I hope that they – Yeah, he, man, and it's like they, they don't have a character for the dude. And it's like, yeah, you've, you've got to tell stories. You know, it's great that he can do all this stuff in the ring, but if you don't create that connection with the audience – He's going to be somebody that we're wondering, you know, maybe five years from now, damn, why didn't they ever do anything with Cedric Alexander, you know, be beyond what they did in, in 205 Live? I, I don't know, man. I mean, they're still doing something with him. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. They, you, you got to look. I think he's kind of getting the short end of the stick, unfortunately, because of the fact that, you know, Enzo Amore was holding the title and he was feuding with yeah. Enzo and he was about to get his one-on-one title shot and then, the whole Enzo situation went down, so now it's a vacant title, and they have to go all the way from ground up. I think Cedric Alexander yeah. was getting that push to be the guy, and uh, you know, so that kind of fell through, and now they're doing this big tournament, and so I don't know. I mean, there, there's that situation with that, and um, you know, so we're just gonna have to kind of Man, keep an did, eye did on what's you, going uh, on. Did you see uh, 205 live this week, brother? Or, no, no, not I didn't. This week, I uh, last week, I mean, last you see it last week. Oh yeah, with Kalisto and Lince Dorado. Yeah, and that match with uh, with a Tommy Roger and uh, Roddy. Tommy, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. that that was one of the best uh, TV matches of the week, man. Oh hell yeah, it was. It was great, man. You know, and, and you know what? It's Another like they're thing, finally. Uh, 
they're finally figuring out what works with these guys. You know, instead of doing, you know, no disrespect to Alicia Fox, because I love me some Alicia Fox, instead of doing, you know, stupid skits with Alicia Fox, we're letting these guys go out there and tell a story in the ring, which is getting them over. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, one of the things that, another thing that I wanted to touch on was, dude, the, the WWE United Kingdom Championship, the UK Championship. I mean, dude, we don't, we don't really see much of it. I mean, Pete Dunne's the no. champion, but is this a title that just gets to float around and wrestle at some of the top indie companies? Or, like, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like they had the big tournament, and I just feel like they kind of, now they have one too many titles that they don't know what to do with. And, I mean, it's like the UK guys are now NXT guys or the UK guys yeah. are 205 guys. So, I, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I think the problem with that was they wanted that UK tournament to kind of be a backdoor pilot for its own show. And when that didn't happen, now you've got all these great workers without a show. And so we got to kind of find a place for them. But, yeah, if you can't find a place on your card for somebody like a Pete Dunn, I don't know what the, what the hell you're doing because uh, dude is great. And it it's unfortunate that, you know, he's kind of pigeonholed in this role. But I think, you know, Letting these guys go on NXT and now 205 Live, which is picking up some steam, I think we'll we'll, we'll see them used in a proper way. But it, it's unfortunate because I think you could say the same thing about the uh, women's tournament, the May Young Classic. Like I think they had the idea that they were going to branch out to this women's show, and that never materialized. And so you got all these great girls that didn't really have a place to. Well, you know, not that they didn't have a place to work because they're still the independents, but they didn't have a place within the WWE to work. So I liked, I truly liked the um, the concept of the women's, uh, the, the Mae Young Classic. I, you know, just bringing some of the best women around the world. It gets their name out, yeah. then they allow them to, you know, advance their indie career. You know, and eventually they do another one, and they and some of them come back and et cetera. But um, do I think they should have had an all women show with it? No, not at all. Um, you know, I think the tournament was fitting enough. It was a it was a true tournament, and the best the best of the best will win. Um, and, you know, you can keep some of them around and the other ones, you know, continue to work and eventually get the chance down the road. Um, the, the UK championship, I think it would be cool, man. Almost like the, it reminds me slightly of the European title. I mean, it should, that championship should be defended on NXT, the, the, the main roster, because it's different, you know, it's not an NXT exclusive yeah. title. It's, it's its own title. Um, it came off of a, it came off of a tournament. So the cruiserweight classic, I think was cool in its own sense that, you know, like, um, you know, you were able to have these guys come in from all over the world and compete to, you know, kind of like the May Young Classic. But the two of our five live thing, I think it's simply slowly, just very, very slowly dying. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, a lot of those guys, I think, can, can do some justice on the main roster. But um, I think some things, man, to salvage it, I think the U.K. title should be defended on more platforms. And, um, you know, uh, you know, obviously I think it would be really cool to have that match at WrestleMania, you know, like maybe a UK title match, maybe, uh, I mean, even though the, it's, it's a shame because I mean, you have a match like Gargano and Almas for takeover, or let's just say it was a takeover match, dude, a, Gar- a Gargano and Almas match would be phenomenal at WrestleMania, but they're not going to yeah. do it because they have to take over the day before. So it's just, it's crazy, man. You know, it's just a, a lot of, uh, you know. Who knows, man? It's just sometimes you got a little bit more than what you can handle at the time. So, so what you're saying is that WrestleMania, you want to see uh, Pete Dunne and D'Lo Brown UK title, Euro title unification match. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe, maybe. Nah, I don't know. Maybe that's. that's Let's get D'Lo one last but... mania payday. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Tell, tell you what, people aren't even going to know what the hell is going to go on. They're going to think he's having some kind of like seizure with his neck or something. The kids are going to be like, why do you keep moving his neck? Is he okay? Like, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. You don't understand. Oh, You're not down with the brown. <laughs> nah, not down with the brown. Just just give us another Goldberg Lesnar match. We'll be okay. And then that's the thing, you know, you talk about these these uh the surprises and I think we're getting to a point, Alex, where unfortunately like a lot of those older stars and we saw them a couple weeks ago on the twenty uh, fifth anniversary of Raw show. Like, a lot of these older guys, like, their time to be in the ring is, is coming to a close. So, I don't know how much yeah. longer they can come to that to that well of bringing back Attitude Era guys and, and guys from, you know, the early 2000s uh, to come back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could you could bring back Rey Mysterio. You can bring back a few yeah. different guys. I mean, you could bring I, – like I said, I, The Rock can still go, obviously. I, I think adding The Rock to WrestleMania would be pretty awesome if they were able to do it. But – um I don't know, man. You know, it's just yeah, dude. We're 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 running out of surprises, man. You know, a lot of those guys are just ages catching up, and not much else you could do. You know. Hey, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that's <laughs> pretty crazy on our end, but uh, but yeah, man. But hey, other than that, man, I look like we had a pretty productive show. What do you think? Yeah, I think we had we had a good show. Uh, Felix not not being with us, I think he's. You know, you talk about the Undertaker not being at Mania. Felix is is, is protesting. Uh, he <laughs> he will he he will not rise on this show until the Dead Man rises at Mania. Uh, just kidding. We we we, we love you, El Jefe. <laughs> last last week, uh, he stepped into the middle of the ring and he laid down his headset, his microphone, and yes. he he folded yeah. up his. He folded up his his hefe jacket and he walked out, man. You know, and that's all we that's all we know. Closed his, closed his laptop and walked out and then looked over his shoulder. <laughs> oh oh man, yes. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I was gonna say Felix is gonna have something to say after the show, but uh, no, I think I think this is a good week, man. Talking to uh, Josh Briggs was great, and uh, you know I'm glad that the listeners got a chance to hear that. And, uh, you know, next week we are going to get deeper into this road to WrestleMania because we're going to uh, – not only are we going to have some great guests on the show, Alex, but we're also going to, you know, give our Elimination Chamber preview. Yes, exactly, without a doubt. So it's going to be pretty exciting, man. We're, we're, we've got a lot of work to do, a lot of uh, research to do, a lot of studying to do, a lot of note-taking to do, but it's going to be a fun show next week. Yeah, as of right now, there are only three matches signed for Elimination Chamber, so we'll see uh, how many get added, uh, you know, within this next week or so. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's going to have to be next Monday and Tuesday because, I mean, we're going to be right around the corner, so it'll be fun to see what happens. Because we, we all know we need a <laughs> – Dana Brooke needs a match on, on Elimination Chamber. If Dana <laughs> don't get booked, then, then we all lose. <laughs> uh, Someone help us out. Oh, but – uh. We 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 getting ready to head out of here for this week. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to Pipe Bomb Radio. Uh, we got to give a shout out, of course, to uh, the the puppet master, the man behind the scenes, uh, Elio Canella. That's with two ends, people. Uh, yep, brother he just, Elio, he we randomly he randomly just cuts in and cuts you off. Like, hey, hey, just letting you know, someone so and so's on. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do from here, but hey, that's what makes Elio special. <laughs> so he can do that. And uh, please, Elio, uh, I'm, I'm going to put it in the request box. Please have our entrance uh, music, you know, for the next show because uh, it threw me off today. I was just like, oh, it's kind of weird when you talk <laughs> kind of 
I'm like, is the show starting? I guess I'm just going to start talking now. So um, there's it's, no music here. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's it's like that old angle in WCW where Booker T lost the right to be Booker T, and they never played his theme music coming to the ring, and he didn't get his pyro. <laughs> Elio's trying to teach us a lesson. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's gonna be like, I'm gonna put you guys on the spot, and you're gonna do this entrance on the fly. So you better freaking do it without music. You better hum it. You better sing it. You better clap it out or whistle <laughs> something. You know. Go Andy Griffith. We got to earn our theme music. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just start whistling, you know, like, the, you know, something. Who knows? <laughs> Beatbox uh, but, uh, Exactly. Like, like maybe maybe we can get, uh, maybe we can get uh, Elias to come and play our theme song for, for next week. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> Who wants to walk with Pipe Bomb Radio? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, Wait, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. You do know what WWE stands for, right? Right, Nate? What What does it stand for? Walk with Elio. <laughs> Who wants to walk uh, with Elio? He's going to teach us all. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, speaking of walking with us, uh, if people want to walk with you on social media, brother, before the next time they hear us, uh, where, where can they find you and, and uh, learn about any of your upcoming dates? Yeah, I have tons of work coming up. Um, I'm going to be in Jacksonville, Florida this coming Saturday for USWA. Uh, should be a, a fun show. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all at Alex Cruz Nation. It's A-L-E-X-C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. Follow, like, um, tweet me, whatever, whatever you want to do. Just don't, don't be creepy in my DMs. <laughs> Send Alex plenty of Valentine's Day love, people. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Mr. Nate Milton? Uh, please tell us what the, the king of the podcast. Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Take it away. Yeah, you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at in the number eight m o z a i k. As Alex mentioned, I got a bunch of podcast projects out there. Got the Kings of Sport with myself and Marcus Vandenberg from Yahoo Sports. I've got a Place to Be Nation's main event, which comes out every week. And I've got a new show. Well, not a new show, but a show that's returning on a post-wrestling network with uh, Brian Mann, a former WWE writer called Keep It 2000, where we review old episodes of Monday Night's Row booked by Vince Russo. So uh, that's always a fun time. So you can check Check out all that stuff, uh, Nate Mosaic on Twitter. And, of course, you can hear me on Pipe Bomb Radio uh, with uh, my, my uh, prodigal son, the Aztec warrior, Alex Cruz. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Uh, so, unless you got anything else, Alex, uh, I say we uh, call it a night. Sounds good to me, man. Take it home. All right. Well, again, we want to thank you all for listening to Pipe Bomb Radio this week. I want to, give, again, give a shout-out to uh, Elio Canella, and, of course, give a shout-out to our guest this week, uh, Josh Briggs. Uh, again, follow that young man because he is going places. I think uh, that, that's a name you will definitely want to keep in your notebooks because uh, he's on the rise, people. But uh, we're not on the rise, at least not for this week. We're, 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 we're on the way out. We're on the way out to the exit doors because uh, Alex is a growing <laughs> boy. He needs his rest, and I'm an old man, so I damn sure need my rest. So uh, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week at the uh, same time, I believe, Alex. Yep, same time, 9 p.m. Central. Same time. 
9 Central, 10 Eastern, with another edition of Pipe Bomb Radio. And we'll have special guests, and we'll have uh, our preview of the WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So, for Alex Cruz, for Elio Canella, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. And in the words of uh, El Jefe Felix Omedo, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night, brothers. Good night, everybody. I gotta go shine, I'm doing the work